Hello and welcome to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Before we get started, real quick, I want to mention and remind everyone to download our district app, the School District of Lee County mobile app. It's new and we're very excited about it. It's available on both Android and iPhone. You can download it for free in the App Store. You can get quick access to individual school information as well as calendars and district-wide news. It's a great resource for parents. So again, we encourage you to download it. Just search School District of Lee County in the App Store, and again, it's free to download. Okay, uh, we are very excited for our guest today. It is Dr. Amy Desimore, the Chief Financial Officer for the School District of Lee County. Amy, thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. And it is Desimore, right? Not Desimores, the silent S at the end, is that correct? Yes. Okay, uh-huh. all right, I wanted uh-huh. to make sure I got that right. It's actually uh, very French. If you ask my yeah. husband, he would say it was des amours. I took, <laughs> I took seven years of French. There you go. <laughs> and... Well, I'll just leave it. <laughs> uh, I am, again, so you were chief financial officer. You're actually the second CFO that we've had on the podcast because we had uh, Greg Blurton on uh, shortly after the sales tax got passed. Yes. And we talked a little bit about that. And I wanted to have you on, not only because we wanted to kind of give a, the people an update on what's going on with the sales tax, but we also wanted to have you on because when you came back to the school district, so many people I heard were just so excited to have you back. Uh, a lot of people here in the department said that they were so excited to have you back. And I know Dr. Adkins was excited to have you back. That's nice. Many people have had many great things to say about you. So we're, we're glad to have you back. Thank you. It's very and, good to be back. And we appreciate you coming on the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about, uh, so you, um, you were CFO here for five years, you said? Yes, for five years. Uh, You left briefly to go to FSW, and then you came back. Mm -hmm. Uh, How recently ago was that you came back? It was... It was in May. May, all right. What made you want to come back to the school district of Lee County? Well, I had, you know, been here for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, the school district was really a work home for me. I missed... I missed my family. You know, FSW was a nice place to be. And, um, you know, it was, I think, a good move for me at the time to kind of, um, you know, step back and be able to get a little bit of perspective and get a little handle because the work-life balance was, I think, a little out of kilter for me at mm. that time. Um, but when the opportunity came um, to come back, I took it because the school district really is uh, a family to me. I missed my family. Um, I missed the mission and how that mission calls to me. And I took the opportunity to come back because I realized that this was my home and this is where I really wanted to be. And I felt like I had some contribution that I could really give. All right. Well, again, we're glad to have you back. Um, uh, A little bit about you. Before we get into the sales tax, actually, I want to talk about a little bit more about you. So you grew up here, right? I did. Yes. I'm originally from St. Paul, Minnesota, but I largely grew up here in Fort Myers. And you went to Riverdale High School. I did. Go Raiders. (laughs) Uh, And I read... So you have a master's degree in accounting from the University of Florida. Yes, go Gators. Go Gators. That's where I got my undergrad. Very nice. Um, and you then you then you went and got a doctorate in education. Uh, why did you want to get it? that doctorate in education? Well, when I came here, as I said, I've been with the district for, uh, you know, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Not at the time of my doctorate, I think I had been here. That was, I got it in 2008. So that was about 10 years ago. So at that point, I had been here for five or six years. And, and what were you, were you in the finance department? I w- yes, yeah. when I came to the district, I started out as the assistant director in financial accounting okay. and then um, moved through different positions, including a director of budget and executive director of business services before moving into the CFO role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had done various things within uh, the district 
financially, and I knew that I had a good financial background and a good understanding of everything finance related to the school district, um, but I also know that the major mission of the district is education. It is the support of our children, and I felt like it was a very good balance to be able to learn more about the craft and the art of education to be able to have that inform the background of everything we do financial for the school district because it is not a business like any other. We are in the business of educating children, which is a very unique and special business, and I felt like I needed to know more about that to help inform the decisions that we make every day. Uh, my father is a lifelong educator, and um, other people in my family are educators as well, and so I have a real, a, a very high respect for the, the art and the experience that educators provide us, and I wanted to understand that some more. All right, and so you oversee a budget of, is it 1.5 billion it roughly is, is that about it roughly right 1.6 billion 1. yes 1.6 billion with a b so that's a, a huge responsibility um and we just like i said uh, last year passed the half cent sales tax it, it um, was very exciting yes <clears throat> what can you tell me about where we stand right now with the money that we've been collecting the revenue from that mm-hmm. do you know how much we've collected so far? Yes, so far since its inception, and even though the referendum was successful in November of 2018, it didn't become effective until January of 2019. Mm-hmm. So since that point, we've collected about 60 million so far. Six zero? Six zero, 60 million, okay. yep. Mm-hmm. Is that is that more or less or right about where we, what we had anticipated in collecting by this point? We had projected that at this point we would collect about this much. Um, We want to wait till, we're not a year in uh, yet, so we want to wait till we have about a year's worth of collections before we look to see whether we need to revise our projections somewhat. Um, The summer months can be very different, as we know, with the Mm -hmm. population that we have and the tourists that we have and the snowbirds coming in and out. Summer months can be very different from winter months. So we're just getting into our winter months, so I think we really need a year to analyze if our projections were correct. But at this point, we project that it will be over the 10-year span of the sales tax, a little over a billion dollars with the the, uh, collections throughout that 10-year span that the voters approved. So 60 million collected so far. Mm-hmm. Have we been spending any of that on any projects yet? We, yes, we most definitely have. We spent spent about $12 million so far. There's um, much more dollars that have been encumbered or are planned, but mm-hmm. so far expended about $12 million on various projects. The main focus or the different um, Uh, focus areas of the sales tax uh, that we had anticipated and that we had advertised and discussed with the public were, uh, of course, safety within our schools, Mm -hmm. maintenance of our existing schools, uh, upgrading and maintaining technology within our schools, and new construction. So those are the the major categories that we have. And then, of course, within those, we have many different things, um, equipment for schools and uh, things like that, that really will make our facilities and the things that are offered inside of those facilities world-class for every student. Now, I can't remember, Gateway High School. Yes. Was that... Is that being built with sales tax money or because that that was already in the works before the sales tax got passed? Is that uh, using different funds? It is. We actually, we borrowed money for Gateway, but the 
it will be that that borrowing will be paid back with okay. our sales tax funds. So uh, the new Gateway School uh, is funded at least partially with sales tax. Uh, the new Lehigh Senior Edition also funded partially with sales tax. And then we have several new schools that are on the docket, including uh, two new schools in the east area or the east zone, an elementary and a middle school two new schools in the South Zone, an elementary and a middle school, and then two rebuilds of existing schools that we plan to utilize our sales tax money uh, to fund. Is that Franklin Park and Cypress Lake Middle? It is. Those two rebuilds are Cy Cypress Lake Middle and Franklin Park Elementary, yes. We still need to receive uh, approval from the state to tear down and rebuild those facilities, and that is what we're waiting on right now before we can move forward. We anticipate getting that word very soon. Okay, so is it um, as early as next year that those could be rebuilt, or are we looking further down the road for those? As, well, as early as next year, at least to start the planning of those, okay. as far as the timing of how long those rebuilds will take and when they will open, still yet to be, you know, still undetermined. It's yet to be determined because uh, there's so many factors built into, especially when you have a school that has kids in it already, what's going to be the mm -hmm. timeline for that tear down and rebuild, and how will that be phased in? Um, all those plans are still yet to take place once we get the approval from the state. So you mentioned the the building of new schools. Obviously, those are probably the biggest projects. And yes. uh, you know, you mentioned safety and security upgrades. Um, any other um, medium sized or large projects that are in the works, maybe right around the corner that we're looking at mm -hmm. implementing yes. relatively soon? Yes. Well, we have um, various going on at many different schools, uh, things like electrical, air conditioning, and window upgrades, which aren't necessarily splashy, but they're, you know, in roof upgrades, things like that. Yeah. Not um, very sexy, but they're very important important in terms of the maintaining the infrastructure of our schools mm -hmm. and the district will feel the diff the district's budget will feel the difference in terms of the efficiency that that gives us um, lower bills in terms of our um, electric bills when we are more efficient with our windows and our roofs that maintain um, you know better efficiency with our air conditioning and things like that so we'll see an operational difference because of those projects that are going on right now and then in addition we also have things going on um, in the technology realm related to um, increasing the density of the devices that we have at the elementary level and then also upgrading uh, the technology within schools uh, that all of our teachers and our students will eventually use. And so all of those things are currently in the works with the sales tax dollars. Can you give us a little behind the curtain uh, insight into what goes into deciding what projects we're going to use the money on. I know we have the independent sales tax uh, committee that kind of is a kind of a watchdog, making sure that we're yes. spending the money mm -hmm. the way we're supposed to be spending it. How much interaction do you have with that committee and how does the process work? So did you and your team make some decisions and then bring it to them and then they give the okay? Can you tell people how it all works. Yes, there's various steps to the process. So in terms of really prioritizing and categorizing the projects that will go on, we have within the district a capital committee, which is made up of various people within um, the business within the business area, within our operations area, which includes construction and maintenance uh, and planning people. Um, within academic services if it has, um, you know, things to do with the academic program at schools. So we have that capital committee 
uh, that analyzes all of the projects that are on the slate. We will get projects in from our maintenance department, um, you know, describing the things that need to happen at schools based on their uh, assessment of each building and what needs to happen at buildings based on the age of the buildings, uh, rotational things that need to happen in order to maintain the structure of the building. We have all kinds of requests that we receive from the principals themselves about different things that they would like to see happen in the building, which could be infrastructure related type things or it could be uh, more aesthetically related things. Uh, so we have all, and then we have our planning department that also looks at um, the number of students, FTE, that we think we're going to receive um, over the next 10 years, projecting how many student stations we will need in any given year and making sure that we're planning appropriately, appropriately for the number of schools that we need to have a seat for every student. So all of those things come together in a big list and then we have a certain amount of money that we have to deal with and so we have um, a process within the capital committee where we're basically prioritizing all of those projects and then compared to the amount of resources that we have available coming up with a list or slate of projects that will be done over say a five-year period within our five-year capital um, plan. And those are all funding sources, not necessarily just sales tax, but any funding source that we have in order to um, support our capital needs. With anything related to sales tax, those sales tax projects, we then report to our um, ISOC committee, or that is the Independent Sales Surtax Oversight Committee. Yeah, I think I said <laughs> the shortened is, version of right, that. Right, <laughs> exactly, which is our uh, sales tax oversight committee. Yeah. We report to them um, the projects that we have slated or put into sales tax and report to them quarterly on the expenditures uh, for the previous quarter and the plan for the next quarter. And they ask whatever questions they need to ask about that. And then they certify by vote each meeting that yes, the expenditures that have occurred already within sales tax is online, is uh, in line and on par with what we communicated to the voters we would do and is on that resolution. And then they also have a vote that says, and for the next things that you have planned for the next quarter, we also attest to the fact mm -hmm. that um, it is in line and on par with what you described you would do with those funds. So we want to make sure that we're building as much uh, confidence and we can as we can with the public on how we are utilizing the funds that they have entrusted us with and making sure that we're addressing um, the most pressing needs of our district and really setting ourselves up for the future to make sure that we have world-class facilities for a long time to come. Yeah, and the people that make up this committee, they are volunteers from the community. Um, you know, they don't, they don't work for the school district, hence Correct. independent. Um, and they're comprised of people from all different backgrounds. I know there's, there's lawyers, there's uh, people in finance, there's people in construction. And I've listened in on uh, a couple of the meetings and yes, they are mm -hmm. very professional and yes. they ask, they ask very uh, good and some hard hitting questions of yes. some of the staff here at the district to make sure that, you know, we're on top of, you know, being good stewards of taxpayer dollars. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yes. They're yeah. all volunteers. Uh, mm -hmm. They applied to be on the committee and our uh, board members voted on the, the makeup of the committee. We appreciate the time that they put in because they help us to get better at the things that we're doing. This is the first time we've had this, so, mm -hmm. right? So we want to make sure um, that we're making all the right moves. And as I said, building confidence within our public, um, they're really helping us do that. And they're helping to spread the word as well that there are good things happening here and everybody needs to pay attention. And by the way, we 
uh, stream and post all of those meetings on our Lee County Public Schools YouTube channel, by the way, if you're interested in uh, watching and, and listening in on those meetings. Again, you said they're uh, quarterly? Quarterly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so another thing I wanted to talk Next about. Next one coming up on December 19th, by the way. December 19th, yes. all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, log into our uh, YouTube account and check it out. And the other thing I really wanted to talk about was the sales tax dashboard yes. on our website. Mm-hmm. That is a way for anybody who's interested in, in tracking their tax dollars, wanting to know where the money's going. They can you know, go to our website, leeschools.net. Uh, right on our homepage, about halfway down the page, there's a little sales tax dashboard icon. It looks like a pie chart. Yes. Uh, you can just click on that, and it brings up kind of printed, printed mm-hmm. out yes. here. And uh, so w- w- this is a way for people, it's, you know, our way of being transparent, showing everybody where the money's going, how much we've collected versus what was anticipated and breaking everything down, even even by individual schools, yes. right? Where yes. th- What the projects are and how much money's being spent on these projects, right? Absolutely. We want people to know exactly what's going on um, with this new initiative um, that they were so kind as to entrust us with. So that website is very important to us. It has at any given point in time updated um, each night with what the collections are at that given point in time, uh, how much has it been expended in each of the various categories of the sales tax. So if you want to know how much we spent in our maintenance um, uh, projects, how much we spent in security, technology, or new construction, that is all there on the website. And as you said, you can actually go to individual schools and see for whatever school you're interested in, what projects are budgeted now for this year and what has been expended there, if any. So we think it's a great tool to be able to communicate with our public exactly what's going on with those dollars. And we are trying to get the word out as much as we can that this is here for everyone to see the great things that are happening uh, with the dollars that are coming in. And those projects and, and the numbers and figures, those are constantly being updated, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So any any given time you go in and log on, it'll be pretty up to date. Absolutely. Nightly is updated. Nightly, every night. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So again, yeah, just go to leeschools.net, right on the homepage, the sales tax dashboard icon looks like a pie chart. Um, Anything else sales tax related that you want to talk about? Uh, We just, we we continue to be grateful and thankful to the public for um, entrusting us with uh, these dollars. We are very excited about the fact that we have this great opportunity over the next 10 years to really put a significant investment into uh, infrastructure into all of our facilities throughout the district and to and into uh, education for kids so we are very excited about that we'll continue to get the word out we'll continue to refine our processes continue to do great projects and continue to be able to communicate um, with you and the public as to what's going on with that so we, we're grateful having having this revenue how much easier has it made your job <laughs> not that that's not that that's why we did it in the first place but i'm sure it's helped mm-hmm. well it it, it would have been more difficult your yes. job would have been more difficult yes. if we didn't have it yes it certainly has helped because for um many years before this i mean the com- the the sales tax vote was the culmination of m- various years mm-hmm. at least five years of discussing um our 
our situation within capital and the fact that we really needed money to be able to properly maintain all of the facilities that we had in the district. I mean, 94,000 students across mm. the district were the ninth largest in the state, the 32nd largest in the nation. And growing. This, and, and growing yeah. every year. This is a very... A, a very large machine and a very large business that runs every day. And it takes money to maintain all of the facilities in a way that we want all of our buildings to be equitable and be world-class facilities that our students walk into every day. So knowing that we have this additional source of revenue to be able to accomplish those things for kids, I mean, it really is generational. The things that we're doing now will set the stage for the next several generation of kids, which is a very exciting thing to know that um, we have, the, this whole community has had such a big part of the success in the education of not only these kids that are here today, but the kids that will be here 20 years from now. That's just an exciting thing to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, okay, so switching gears here, uh, you know, teacher pay is a, is a hot topic always. Um, and I know, you know, Governor DeSantis is proposing, you know, raising the starting salary for teachers across the state from 37600 to 47500 mm -hmm. I think I've got those numbers right. Mm -hmm. Opinions aside, you're the CFO. You know, if that were to, if that passes and, you know, minimum teacher salaries go up that much, what does that mean for you as CFO and the budget where, um, you know, mean, you know, being naive about everything that you do, if, if that goes into effect, what would that mean for you and, and the budget? Yeah, well, the so the total price tag of that, depending on how it is carried out, is tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, because when you're talking about the beginning teacher salary, right now our beginning teacher salary on our salary schedule is $40,500. Yeah. So it's so, higher than the, the state average. Uh, correct. So mm -hmm. it's high, a little higher than that, than that state average, yes. But bringing those, um, all of any teachers that are below 47.5 to 47.5 mm -hmm. is um, a, a price tag of at least $15 million for our district. And then you really can't stop there because you have to say, okay, well, if you gave the significant raise to teachers that were below that, what happens to even your teachers that are above that? Mm -hmm. It's like if you're pushing up on the bottom, you have to do something to take that change through the rest of the salary schedule. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say, um, depending on how that initiative could or would be carried out, mm -hmm. it could be tens of millions of dollars um, additional expense recurring for the budget each year. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody would argue that uh, teacher salaries need to be increased. It is one of the most important professions and we need to make sure that we are compensating that in such a way that reflects that. Uh, the concern that we have with the proposal is so the dollar amounts that are associated with this, as we just discussed, tens of millions of dollars for our county, not to mention the other uh, 66 counties throughout the state, where are these funds coming from in order to uh, implement this and sustain it throughout the year? That's what I meant to ask, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that 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 is a concern because um, we've not yet really received any proposals yet from the state, and the legislature convenes in January. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see as far as, as they're putting the state's budget together, what's that, what that's mm -hmm. going to look like. But that's a significant amount 
amount of money statewide. I know what it is, as we discussed for our our county. Mm-hmm. I have no idea necessarily what it would be statewide, but it's a significant amount of money. It has to be billions. Mm-hmm. And so where those dollars are coming from at the state level is of concern. Mm-hmm. How How is that going to be laid out at the state level? Because it's only, as we always say here, it's one, it's one pot of money, and you either have to try to add some revenue sources to that if you don't add revenue sources to that, you've got to figure out, okay, where else are we taking from in order to, um, you know, supplement or sustain a new initiative mm-hmm. or a combination of both. There hasn't been too much conversation at the state level of any additional revenue sources. So then the question is, okay, how are they going to do yeah. this at the state level? Because there are so many other services that also are very important to a school district. Sure. So that that push and pull of how mm-hmm. it comes out in the budget is of significant concern because of the significant dollar amount yeah. it would be to actually implement mm-hmm. a, you know, a proposal such as this. Yeah, I know. So you don't have all the details yet. That's something you're going to be watching very closely. Yes. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of debate in the state legislature yes. over it uh, come when they convene in their session. Absolutely. And I believe it's the biggest change to the budget um, that Governor DeSantis is bringing forward. Yes. So, mm-hmm. lo- yes. Yeah, like there'll be a lot of discussion and debate about the finer details about how that would work. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so and yeah, we'll be monitoring that closely. Very were, closely. Were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, so our legislature conven- convenes in January, mm-hmm. and so um, hopefully very soon after they convene, they, they will be talking about those budget issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that we have also here have a very good relationship with all of our unions mm-hmm. and I think that uh, bargaining process in terms of um, speaking with our unions and making sure that we come out with a collective bargaining agreement at the end of the day that all of our unions and the district can be supportive of is a very important aspect of the process as well mm-hmm. and so um, I believe that we need to you know make sure that we're maintaining that ability to do that as well. All right. Uh, a little bit more about you. You have uh, five children. You I do. Yeah. Five wonderful children between the ages of 23 and 11. And you're telling me that uh, you're a big basketball family. Uh, yes, we are. Yes. my um, Most of the kids uh, play basketball from a very young age. And so we've been very busy. It seems like basketball has basically consumed um, most of our lives since they were very little. And um, they've all had a, a pretty good history of what they've done. My oldest daughter uh, played all throughout uh, for Lee County and was part of that uh, first girls basketball championship that was at Dunbar High School at 2012, oh. in 2012. Cool. Um, she played um, at the collegiate level in Division One for and um, for her whole undergraduate career. Um, my younger daughter. What school? Also, um, at Lamar University. That's in Beaumont, Texas. I worked in Beaumont for two years. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she I, no, played I know for Lamar. Well. She played yeah. for Lamar. Cool. Yeah. She was um, Southland Conference Freshman of the Year when she was there as well. Oh, so wow. um, my other daughter also played. She played at Lehigh Senior um, for all her four years. It was a very successful girls basketball team as well. And then my son currently plays at Lehigh Senior. He's a yeah, we were talking earlier. I, he was he's featured in one of our latest uh, Lee Schools TV stories done by one of our uh, student interns, uh, Ashley Lucas, about the unified basketball game at yeah. Lehigh. And, yes. And uh, she interviewed your son, and I saw it, and I recognized the name, and I was yes. like, I wonder if that's Dr. Desmore's son. Yes, is. it is. He really enjoys that. He enjoys he enjoys coaching uh, the unified team. He has a really good time with it. And just from the short soundbite that I heard from him in the story. Seems like a great kid. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. What is your favorite book? But so, <laughs> favorite book. 
you know, the when the the one that comes to mind for me is one that I just read a long time ago, and I feel like it sparked just my whole love of reading, or at least what I had at that time in school. So A Wrinkle in Time was when I, I remember when I read that in third grade, I was like, this book, it was just this whole fantastical and the whole mm-hmm. traveling to another dimension and all of that. It just kind of sparked a love of reading for me. Mm-hmm. I think it, it just strikes me as the first book that I remember that I thought, this is phenomenal and amazing. That's one, that's <laughs> one of those books that I, I've never read, but a lot I remember a lot of uh, kids I knew growing up read it yeah. and, and really liked it. Yes. And I think maybe some teachers had their students read it in class, but yes. I, I didn't have that yes. one of those teachers that had us read it. Uh, <laughs> I know that a movie recently came out. It did. Uh, did you see the movie? I did. I yeah. saw the movie. What did you yes. think? I know the book is always better, the, nor- normally. B- book's always better. It's got a lot more detail. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. you know, the movie was okay. But okay. The, just the book was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. My kids recently got me, like, the whole Game of Thrones book series as well. Ooh. And so... Are you a fan of the show? I Yes, I, I yes, I was. I was a big fan of the show. Yeah. So, um, But I was looking at each one of those books that look like a whole dictionary by themselves. Yeah. And I thought, okay, maybe I'm going to dig in over Christmas break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I've, uh, I was a big fan of the show too. Yes. And I've thought about reading the books, mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to, once I've seen a movie or yes. a show based on something to get into a, a book. Um, I did that. I saw the the girl with the dragon tattoo, the yes. movie. And then I read the book after I saw the movie mm-hmm. and it was, I didn't what? find the book that interesting because I knew everything that was going to happen. Uh, and anyway, yeah. um, I, uh, I can't believe the books ended like the series did. I don't know what you feel about the ending of the series, but I was like, I'm not a fan. Mm. <laughs> so disappointing. Yeah, right. Disappointing. Right. So felt, maybe felt the... rushed. Yes. And yes. Didn't, didn't end the way I yes. had hoped it would. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was pretty disappointed. So I'm like, uh, maybe the book will give a little bit more satisfaction. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't feel that last season didn't feel like the same series. It didn't feel like yeah. the same as the as the first several seasons mm. exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, At any rate. <laughs> so speaking of movie and TV shows, that's my next question. What Do you have a favorite movie or a favorite TV show? So I, I don't watch a lot, of, a lot of TV, but I sure. do have several things that I watch religiously. And so one of the, um, my, I have to say my favorite show at this point is This Is Us. So um, my little girl and I, you know, like clockwork, we'll sit down yeah. and watch that together every week because we just love that show. <laughs> I started watching it with my wife. I got about two or three episodes in, and for some reason didn't didn't didn't, didn't know, go with you, know, you huh? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Give it another try. Okay. I think <laughs> maybe I will. Uh, do you have a favorite song or singer or artist? I d- you know I I listen to I listen to a lot of stuff. I'm just you know I'm I I grew up a big hip hop fan, so I continue to love hip hop and R and B and rock, and so I just kind of listen to a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorites are, I love Tupac, um, Imagine Dragons are a good one. I love those love those guys too. Um, Stevie Wonder, New Edition. So I kind of listen to just about everything, but I'm loving right now um, my, my little feel good song. So, you know, anything Lizzo that comes on, I'm turning that up. <laughs> um, I love High Hopes. So Panic at the Disco, uh, I'm yep. a fan. And um, I just recently saw Frozen 2 with my little one. So I'm into that soundtrack right now. That was pretty powerful. You're into it or are you being forced to no, being into I, it? I am into oh, it. Okay. She, so she had to kind of drag me to see the movie because I was like, no way it's going to be as good as the first one. Yeah. I'm not excited about going to see this. My expectations are low. My bad. Disney is undefeated. I was just like, you know what? This was a great movie. <laughs> I might have liked it as much as I did the first one. So, um, And the soundtrack is really good. Cool. And actually, um, 
Panic at the Disco does oh, yeah. a remake of one of the big songs in the movie. Oh. So that was, you know, nice. that was very, that was good for me too. So. <laughs> okay. What was your favorite subject in school growing up? Well, you know, math. Yeah. I got to go there. You know, I, lo- I, lo- I, I, lo- yeah. <laughs> I love my numbers. You know, mm-hmm. they're the same no matter what. You know, it's always either, you know, right or it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. So math, I had to say, was my favorite subject. Do, do you remember how old you were when you first, you know, kind of realized that you really liked numbers and, and math? I mean, I think now, hey, there's a lot of people that are out there much better with, you know, uh, the the high level calc two three and the theoretical stuff than I am, um, but I just always kind of liked it. I just always just kind of dug in and got into and, it. And where yeah. other people sometimes other classmates would kind of struggle, I was just like, okay, I get this. This isn't. I'm I'm not struggling here. Let me help you. So I was able to kind of help other people with that. And I just always kind of liked it from the beginning. Yeah. Although you know English wasn't bad either. I like to write. Yeah. So yeah. So that's so that was good too. Uh, <laughs> what did you like to write? Um, just basically anything. I felt like I could. Um, I felt like I could was pretty good at explaining things in words, hmm. right? So I, it's not like I was a very creative writer. Like gotcha. I wrote stories or anything mm-hmm. like that. But no, uh, no poetry. Ex- no, no poetry. I'm not really a poet, although I love my poets. You know, all my 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 hip hop friends. So I love my <laughs> poets, but I'm not I'm not necessarily yeah. a poet. But, but like academic uh, essay type a- writing, exactly or? expository. Gotcha. I can I can really I feel like I can explain things mm. in written word and do it pretty well. Yeah. Well, you're good at explaining things in spoken word too. <laughs> uh, all right, if you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would it be and why? No oh, man, that's that that's hard one there's yeah. so many people mm-hmm. you know there's i don't know i could go to you know oprah barack obama i i don't know it's crazy but i i, I will say it's going to sound kind of corny but um my family i love sitting down and having dinner with my family life's busy so i can't i would love to say that we did that every night yeah. we don't <laughs> so um you know when we do it it's always fun i learn a lot of stuff but um, so my family, I'll sit down any day of the week and have um, dinner with and just love it. But outside of dead, I would say, I guess the person that really comes to my mind is Harriet Tubman. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that um, just the the mindset of um, not only kind of disregarding your own safety and then going to save and to help other people. I feel like um, that's a mindset that sometimes is lacking amongst our society today. And I wonder, um, you know, what that thought process is and what a conversation with her would be like and how we can't maybe transplant more of that into, you know, into how we're living and how we're relating to each other today. Mm. True American hero. There's a a new movie about her, I think, too. Yes. Coming out soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looks interesting. All right. Dr. Amy Desmore, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. It was a bunch of fun. All right. And thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.